Any health-related information on the following show provides general information only. Content presented on any show by any host or guest should not be substituted for a doctor's advice. Always consult your physician before beginning any new diet, exercise, or treatment program. Welcome to Five to Thrive Live. I'm Carolyn Gazella, and I co-host the show with my good friend, Dr. Lise Ulschuler. Today, we're going to talk about supporting a strong immune system, which is an absolutely critical topic. But first, I'd like to thank our sponsors. Amuse, a unique patented postbiotic that gives your immune system a key advantage. Amuse is an ingredient in many immune-supporting dietary supplements. Look for Amuse on the label or go to amusehealth.com. Dot com for more information. Also, Cognizant which is nature's way of keeping the brain's energy-producing centers firing on all cylinders. If you're looking for a way to enhance your brain function, including memory, focus, and attention, look for Cognizant on the label or go to Cognizant.com for more information. And Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics, it's a best-selling probiotic for more than 30 years. It contains 12 probiotic strains that are shelf-stable, so no refrigeration is required because of a unique three-year fermentation process. It's a very effective probiotic Learn more at DrOhiraProbiotics.com. And for more than 35 years, Gaia Herbs has extensive experience manufacturing high-quality herbal products for healthcare consumers, and they have a dedicated product line named Gaia Pro, tailored for healthcare practitioners. Healthcare practitioners can learn more at GaiaHerbsPro.com, and consumers can visit GaiaHerbs.com. And finally, Pro Thrivers Wellness Sleep a melatonin-based sleep formula specifically created for Thrivers. ProThrivers Sleep is available through your healthcare provider or online at pureformulas.com. With me today is Dr. Heather Moday, who is a functional and integrative medical doctor. She is also the author of the new book, The Immunotype Breakthrough, which is what we'll be talking about today. Dr. Moday, thank you for joining me. Thanks, Carolyn. It's uh, great to be here talking to everyone. Yeah, and congratulations on the book. So so why did you want to write this book, The Immunotype Breakthrough? Well, let's see. So I am a immunologist allergist by training. So I that was what I practiced before I sort of discovered integrative medicine and functional medicine. So I I lived in that world of you know, trying to help people conventionally mostly with with allergies and, you know, issues with their immune system faltering. And you know, so my lens was, I would say, very um, small when it came to the immune system, quite honestly. Um, but when I started getting into integrative medicine and functional medicine, I really started to learn a lot more about, you know, how the immune system affects people in so many different ways in terms of other disease processes that normally don't fall under that umbrella of, of immunology. And in my practice, I was always seeing patients who came in with autoimmune dysfunction, other types of inflammatory problems, chronic diseases of all types. And they would often ask me, you know, 
what's going on with my immune system? Is it weak? Is it, you know, is it overactive? Uh, do I need to boost it? What, you know, what can I do to, to strengthen my immune system? And, and I felt like there was really this lack of knowledge for people to understand their, their immune system in, in, you know, terms that, you know, they could understand. And then also, you know, a toolbox to really try to, you know, use things that we all have access to, our habits, behaviors, food, et cetera, um, and how to get our immune system back and back to balance so that we can really just live a healthier life. So that was really sort of the impetus for it, but it also happened to come around in 2020, in the spring of 2020, mm. we all knew what was going on then. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of like the fire underneath me to get something on paper and to get something out there. Yeah, well, I love this concept of immunotype. Um, so why is it mm-hmm. important to know our immunotype? So, you know, everybody has an immune system, right? <laughs> However, it's not a two-dimensional system. It's very, um, it's actually quite complex. And it can be sort of overactive, underactive, um, you know, hyperactive. It can be sort of going all over the place and causing different problems. And so when you really look at, um, you know, sort of look at, the immune system in general and sort of match it up with certain disease processes, let's just say allergies, for example, at a cellular level, there are some very specific uh, imbalances or activities that are going on in someone who has a lot of allergies versus someone who say has autoimmune disease. It looks different on the cellular level. And because of that, you know, people who have these issues, imbalances, diseases, really should be doing slightly different things. And so, you know, this concept of an immunotype came out when I was like, well, you know, how can we sort of give a very um, specific toolbox for each person who falls into these categories? And so I created, you know, a quiz that people can take in the book uh, and on my website to determine sort of where they fall. And there's obviously overlap between the immunotypes, but it really does help people understand, oh, this this is where I need to focus my efforts, or these are some things that I should do or take um, when I have a certain immunotype. Yeah. And I love the quiz. We're going to talk about the quiz at the end because I think that I, I took the quiz and it was spot on. Um, and I, I think it's, yeah. it's, it's just such a brilliant way to help people understand the immune system, as you said, because it is so complex. So I, I really like that uh, concept. So take us through the different immunotypes. Um, what what are sure. they? And just give us a brief description of each. Yeah, so there's actually four. And you know what I did leave out is people who have a completely balanced immunotype, which is very rare, but also our immunotype can change a lot throughout our life. Okay, so it's, this is not a fixed thing because it's so our immune system changes based on, you know, stressors and, you know, how we live our life and what we're exposed to. So that's important to understand. So the four immunotypes are smoldering, hyperactive, misguided and weak. So smoldering is one that I think 
encompasses a very large part of the population. And so when you think of something smoldering, right, it's not a, it's not a big fire, right? But it's like a little bit under the surface, you know, just, just enough, but it's chronic, right? So it's going on for a long time. So smoldering refers to people who just have sort of chronic inflammation. And usually this manifests as um, I would say lifestyle chronic diseases. So perfect example would be cardiovascular disease like atherosclerosis or diabetes or um, arthritis, like traditional arthritis, um, or even things like Alzheimer's disease has a very large inflammatory component. So, you know, that is smoldering and, um, and then the hyperactive is sort of the quintessential allergic person or person who is we call atopic. That's the term that we use in allergy. And generally, underneath the surface, they've got this whole sort of, you know, cacophony of cells, like different kinds of T cells that are creating um, antibodies or, or orchestrating the production of antibodies that are called IgE. These IgE antibodies, you know, um, interact with other cells called mast cells um, that create histamine or release histamine that give that traditional, you know, picture of everything from allergic rhinitis to sinusitis to allergy to, uh, I'm sorry, to um, asthma or hives, things like that. So that is the hyperactive. And then there's misguided. Now, misguided is probably the most complex because. A misguided immunotype refers to people who have developed an autoimmune reaction to their cells or their organs. And there's many autoimmune diseases, but at its heart, there is sort of a confusion um, between, you know, our immune system attacking our own cells or our own organs versus just attacking things that are dangerous outside of the body, like bacteria, viruses, et cetera. So, they are the most sort of complex. And then last would be weak immunotype. And obviously there are reasons why people have a weak immunotype. These are people who tend to get sick a lot with like just you know, regular upper respiratory infections. They may have uh, trouble. Uh, they may get the flu a lot. They, they may actually get virus, viruses a lot. They just suffer a lot from regular old, you know, run of the mill types of uh, infections. Um, and that is, that can be genetic, obviously, it can be acquired, um, but it can also be brought on by stress and poor nutrition and poor sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and what I like about the book and your plan is that it's personalized, um, but I'd like to give our readers maybe some big picture things uh, to focus on. Mm -hmm. So so let's begin with diet. Are there foundational dietary sure. recommendations, no matter what immunotype you are, or maybe that, that hit most of the immunotypes? Sure, absolutely. I would say the biggest one, and I, I, I spend a, a good deal of time talking about this in the book, is, is trying to reduce or eliminate sugar as much as possible. So you know, I love sugar um, just as much as the next person, but, you know, in the natural world and humans on the planet, you know, our sugar intake was very low. You know, if you go back, you know, thousands of years, 
we would get some sugar from fruit, you know, some fructose, but we really didn't have the amount, I mean, nowhere near the amount of sugar that we ingest now. In fact, even if you look back to the 1970s, you'll see that, you know, our sugar intake has almost tripled. And then we have the processed sugars, the things like the high fructose corn syrup. And what this has done is that this has created a tremendous inflammation of the body. We know that even looking at um, people who develop diabetes from having lots of um, having high blood sugar, the sugar itself damages our blood cells. And those blood cells then damage our arteries and veins. And this is why diabetics often will have loss of vision. Um, they'll have loss of their kidney function and things like that. So we see that excess sugar is a real problem in terms of heart disease and also things like uh, diabetes. But we also know that it can impair our immune system's ability to actually fight infection. So I would say that's a big thing is just really minimizing or reducing, especially um, um, excess sugar and um, I would say high fructose corn syrup. The other thing is things that we want to add in. You know, a lot of us don't eat a lot of fiber. And, you know, the intake for fiber in the country is actually, in the U.S. anyway, is, is, is low across the board. And fiber plays a huge role in feeding our gut microbes. And, you know, the gut microbes, part of our microbiome, they play a very, um, you know, sort of detailed, uh, intimate um, relationship with our immune system. So we have a very strong um, gut immune system. And so when we have a lot of fiber in the diet, we actually have a much stronger gut immune system. So that's very helpful too. And then I would say lastly, um, one thing that I talk about a lot is really focusing on diversity of fruits and vegetables, primarily because we want to have a lot of different colors in our diet. And that's because the color, the pigment are created by things called polyphenols. Polyphenols are actually chemicals that fruits and vegetables create themselves to defend themselves against outside invaders or stressors. So things like bacteria, viruses, parasites. When we eat them, we actually reap some of these benefits too. So it's really, really great for us to have a lot of polyphenols. There's a lot of data and research on polyphenols being extremely important for a strong immune system. Yeah, those are some great things to focus on when it comes to diet. So what about lifestyle factors? Can you give us some examples of how a lifestyle factor Mm -hmm. may impact our immune system? I would probably choose, if I had to choose the most important one, it would be sleep. Ah, yes. So, (laughs) which, you know, a lot, surprisingly, a lot of people including, you know, teenagers and children do not get adequate sleep in this country at all. We really, really skimp on sleep for multiple different reasons, exposure to light, um, you know, just watching TV, being on the computer, being on phones, et cetera. But even as adults, you know, we're doing things that might be preventing us from having actually good sleep. And what people need to understand is that Our immune system is actually more active when we sleep versus when we're awake. 
So if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense because when we're up and moving around and doing things and active during the day, our immune system is not going to be, you know, creating fevers and killing things and repairing things. It needs for the body to be sort of quiet. And the other thing that occurs is during the night, we have a increase in a really important hormone called melatonin. And melatonin, we always think of it as just like your sleep hormone and it helps, you know, it helps create a healthy circadian rhythm. But one thing that it does is it creates an environment that our immune cells can really do their work. We sometimes call it, interestingly, we call it sort of pro-inflammatory, but I don't like to use that word. I like to say pro-immune. So melatonin is really important for creating this atmosphere that bacteria get killed. We create antibodies. We um, respond well to vaccines when we have a good night's sleep. We tend to just actually live a longer life and have less disease when we have better sleep for our lifetime. Mm-hmm. It's such a good point about melatonin because I think you're right. I think a lot of consumers associate that with sleep and they don't realize that it is so good for your immune system. You're kind of getting a, a double bang for your buck uh, with, with mm-hmm. melatonin, I think. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, dietary supplements or, or ingredients. Um, do you have mm-hmm. some you know go-to immune-supporting uh, ingredients that, that you often recommend? Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't talk a little bit about vitamin D. So, you know, we really do have an epidemic of vitamin D deficiency. Uh, many of us just aren't out in natural sunlight. We spend many of our lives indoors and we use a lot of sunscreen if we're out, to, out, out of doors. And there's just been reams and reams of data showing up that adequate amounts of vitamin D help our immune system work better. And that actually people with low vitamin D tend to get sick more frequently, don't recover as well from disease. So it's really, really super important. So I test for that. And I always make sure that, you know, my patients are, if they can't get enough through food or sunlight, that they're taking it. Um, So that's one. One of the other big ones that I love and that a lot of people don't talk about is uh, glutathione. And glutathione can be made in the body. We actually do make it in the liver from certain amino acids and certain um, uh, parts of our food. Um, However, we deplete glutathione tremendously because it is a really powerful antioxidant. Um, It's probably the most important one in the body. And an antioxidant is responsible for neutralizing and sort of sopping up the free radicals that we, you know, really experience every day, both from uh, things that we do, from things outside of our body, but even from our own creation of energy inside of our cells, we actually create a lot of free radicals. And those free radicals can damage our cells, age us, create cancer, damage DNA. So glutathione comes to the rescue by, you know, really being this, um, this antioxidant, and it can also sort of um, pitch in when we don't have enough other antioxidants, like things like vitamin C. So that is a is a is a wonderful one. And you know, uh, cetria is a fantastic ingredient that is you know uh, glutathione that people can find in supplements because 
glutathione is actually sort of hard to absorb. So it really had to be manufactured in a way that people were able to um, absorb it orally, which is really, really important. Um, so those are two big ones. Um, other things I'm really into supporting gut health. Uh, as I said, we have the gut, um, what we call the GALT, which is our gut, um, basically lymphatic system where our immune cells hang out. Um, so I'm a fan of using probiotics and postbiotics. And, you know, one of the ingredients, um, Immuse is a fantastic postbiotic that acts to really bolster um, the immune system of the gut and help uh, with respiratory issues, respiratory disease, infections, et cetera. So that's another really great one as part of your sort of arsenal in um, improving gut health overall. Yeah, I would agree. I'm so glad that you mentioned glutathione because um, I've uh, read the studies, I've interviewed the the researchers with that particular ingredient, and it's kind of another one of those twofers because it also helps support yes. uh, detoxification, which I love. I mean, what a great yes. combination. Um, so yeah, that's a powerful one. It is. It's one of those things that it sort of should be in the water because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't exactly. know if there's, I, I'm not sure if there's anyone out there that it wouldn't really be good for them to be on glutathione. Um, so I'm happy that, you know, we're seeing products that are now more absorbable because that was a real problem for a long time. Oh, I remember. I remember uh, talking to doctors and, and they were saying, oh, you have to take the precursors because glutathione won't be mm -hmm. absorbed. And then Dr. Ritchie came out with his research saying, wait a minute, folks, when it's this type of glutathione, it actually is absorbed and then it doesn't have to go through that process. It's just glutathione that goes right into your system. So yeah, I was really right. pleased when I was when I was reading that research as well. Um, so on this show, we like to talk about the mind-body connection. And I know you're an integrative mm -hmm. uh, doctor, a functional doctor, and I know that's certainly within your wheelhouse. So what are your thoughts on the mind-body connection when it comes to immune system support specifically? Well, I think it's huge. And I think that we don't, we don't know, you know, it's hard to, to have markers for the mind body connection, right? So, mm -hmm. I mean, one thing that we do know is that let's just take, for example, stress, right? So stress can be either real stress or perceived stress. And this would be say emotional stress. Um, even though that's something that is, you know, sort of outside of the body and maybe we can't touch it, stress actually creates a physiologic hormonal change in the body that exerts a, well, in some cases, a beneficial, um, you know, initially a beneficial effect on our immune system by sort of boosting it, quite honestly. But over time, for people that are, you know, worried a lot for people that are undergoing a lot of stress and aren't managing it well, it actually is very detrimental. So the, you know, it actually weakens it. It weakens our uh, production of um, uh, our antibodies. It can actually weaken the activity of certain immune cells, like natural killer cells, which are our big virus and cancer fighting cells. Also uh, certain T helper cells. So, you know, really, and they've, they've seen this in um, animal studies and also human studies. So 
that's one sort of example that we can actually measure. However, you know, there are also lots of, you know, studies looking at how people are able to overcome diseases, let's just say cancer, with a positive mindset. You know, and we've sort of known this for a long time um, about how your mindset, your um, outlook on life, even, um, you know, your friendships, your connections with family, friends, et cetera, can really change how you heal. So I am obviously, you know, as an integrative medicine doctor, someone who truly believes very strongly in the mind-body connection. Um, I really think you can't, you can't really separate the two. We are sort of all one. Oh, I would agree. And I'm so glad that you brought up stress management because uh, I have an autoimmune condition and I developed that autoimmune condition very late in life. So prior to that, Mm -hmm. I felt like my immune system was going along fine. So when I talked to the specialists and the doctors who were um, helping me with my autoimmune condition, they said that in autoimmune, so that would be that misguided immunotype, Mm -hmm. um, stress can be a trigger. So it's kind of like, yeah, like your immune system, it's, it's there under the surface perhaps, but stress is what triggers it and then turns it into a full blown autoimmune condition. So uh, it, it's very important to manage stress. So some of the things I do, you know, I, I meditate, uh, I, I, Mm -hmm. I'm out in nature all the time and, you know, I have horses and I talk about horseback riding on the show all the time. Um, how do you counsel your patients? Cause you know what, when they're under a lot of stress, it can be hard to, to manage stress. Um, so Mm -hmm. how do you, how do you help them, uh, with that particular, uh, piece of the puzzle? Yeah, you know, I sort of try to meet them where they are and also understand that stress management is really very uh, personalized. So, you know, I think first is the recognition that people have stress. So interestingly, sometimes people are very upfront and say, oh, you know, I'm so stressed, I'm so stressed out. But there are some people that they'll say, oh, you know, I don't have a lot of stress, but when you really, you know, but meanwhile, they're very, they're looking at you very, you know, uptight, they're, you know, they look like they are, you know, about to jump out of their seat. But I think it's because they're so used to their nervous system being sort of caught in a fight or flight pattern. And this can happen because it might have been a survival tactic for them. So you'll see this in people who are in the military, Uh, people who might have had a lot of trauma or abuse growing up, um, just really they, their stress was a survival tactic their their, or their response to it. And so getting them to sort of understand that I think is part one Mm -hmm. and getting more in touch with their body. Because I think, you know, when we are in stress mode or when we've gone through something really uncomfortable, we sometimes disassociate from it. So I think that's number one, but also then, saying, okay, here are some options of things you can try. And I want you to try them for a week or two weeks and really don't give up. Um, See what's a good fit for you. See what gives you a little bit of relief or see what you like. And don't force yourself to be a meditator if that's not making you feel good. If, If meditating makes you feel, you know, I don't know, nervous or 
or something, don't do it. You know, maybe you should do tapping or maybe you need to journal and just write it out. Or, you know, maybe for you, it's going into nature and walking through the woods. So, you know, trying to find things that match their needs and something that they can actually do on a regular basis and that they, they enjoy doing. That's the most important. It's such a good point uh, because not everybody is a meditator. So um, yeah, it's, it's a great point. So where can people find out more about your book and the quiz that you mentioned? Do you have a website that you can share with us? I do. Everything is actually on my practice website, which is um, www.modaycenter.com, so just my last name. Um, So they can find the quiz there. Um, They have links to where they can purchase the book. Um, They can also just search for the Immunotype Breakthrough, and it is available through, you know, Typical places like Amazon and you know any of your favorite indie booksellers. Yeah, um, perfect. And they can pick up a copy. Copy. That's, yeah, that's great. Um, it's Moday Center, M O D A Y Center dot com. I highly recommend mm-hmm. this book if you're interested in supporting your immune system. Uh, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. Um, the Immunotype Breakthrough. Thank you, Dr. Moday, for joining me today. Thank you, Carolyn. Really appreciate it. Well, that wraps up this episode of 5 to Thrive Live. Once again, I'd like to thank our sponsors. Amuse, postbiotic to give your immune system that extra boost. Cognizant Citicoline to help enhance memory, focus, and attention. Dr. O'Hara's award-winning shelf-stable probiotic. Gaia Herbs, makers of exceptional quality herbal products. And Pro Thrivers Wellness Sleep Formula. All right. May you experience joy, laughter, and love. It's time to thrive, everyone. Have a good night. Let's go.